You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. This this is It's Always Game Day in Cincinnati with Lindsey Patterson and Mike Santagata. I'm writing a Daxel article, and I don't know if it'll be out there without listening to this. I'm leaning that it might not, because I'm taking my time with this. Um, not like there's anything I need to be in a hurry for. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But um, I've rewatched every single game up until uh, I'm at the Jaguars game. So I feel like that really, the, the one big thing that put into perspective was like, yeah, I know Daxel kind of ended on a low note especially even week 18 there didn't have a good game, but we're forgetting. I I feel like early season Dax Hill. Yes. There were a couple of rookie things in there, but he was pretty good. He had picks. He had two picks in the first four games. He broke up passes. He was, he was showing some range, the athleticism, everything you're asking for. Another thing is that through those first, 12 weeks or whatever I've watched. Uh, I would also say he's actually pretty good at man-to-man coverage on the tight end. I don't know if we're just forgetting some things, but when you focus in on like just him and when that matchup happens, it's, it's good. Like I I was, I was a little bit surprised and maybe I'm going to lose that opinion a tiny bit over the last couple of weeks. Um, But I think having that refresher of like how he did against Dalton Kincaid when he was matched up, how he did against Isaiah likely in the matchup, how he did, even he has some plays against Mark Andrews in their matchup that made me go like, Oh yeah. Like <laughs> it makes sense why they want him to be the tight end stopper. Like he's actually pretty good at this job. Um, and then the, where that made them where that really showed up was Pat Fryermuth, his big game, the one I just watched, uh, but his big game in the first matchup, None one catch against Dax Hill and man coverage. 
the rest of it was all beating some zone stuff. There was one play, I think Dax probably was the guy that was supposed to cover him, but it was a zone match coverage type of thing. It wasn't like man-to-man, that's our tight end stopper against him. It was like a, a busted coverage situation instead, and we can talk a little bit more about that too. But I think there is some like learning he needs to do, and hopefully I'm not – misremembering the last couple of weeks too much because I know more about the first 12 weeks now that I've rewatched all of that this past weekend and up through Tuesday. I I think, I think he's, I know the PFF grade's not great. I think that's heavily influenced by safeties aren't involved in a lot of plays, first of all. So when you get a minus one as a safety, it's much worse than getting a minus one as like an offensive lineman or a linebacker or defensive line. Like that minus one is like, Ooh, that's why Jesse Bates always had weird grades. It'd be like, okay, the ball's in the air and he got dunked on. That's minus one from PFF. Then he doesn't really get a lot of opportunities to make up for that because they don't throw at safeties that often. So you have to make the play when the ball's in the air. I think he's fine. I think I think I would go as far to say as next year, I would probably expect more consistency, a little less rawness, a little, a little smoother, you know, like not rough around the edges like that. And I would expect him to be solid, maybe even pretty good. Like I don't think I would go into next year. And some of this is probably the expectations that we put on this. But I don't think I would go into next year thinking like, oh, this guy's going to be an all pro, a pro bowl. He's going to replace Bates. I would go in there thinking like, okay, he was up and down overall. I might go fine. There was stuff he did well, stuff he did not do well. And some of it makes sense. Some of it is real areas of concern, but when you watch him overall, I think I I personally, I would not bring in a guy that I think is going to start over him. I don't think I would try to draft a replacement for him and try to move him to nickel. He has way more flashes at safety than he does at nickel. I think the nickel thing is just draft takes that have kept going, where when he's played there at the NFL level, he hasn't shown much. It's don't know what, don't know why. He matches up better with tight ends. He matches up better trying to play. He's actually okay at post safety, like the single high deep safety. I think he does some pretty good stuff there. It's actually the half stuff, which is usually the easier thing, but it kind of makes sense because I don't think he ever did that at Michigan where he's struggling and quarters a little bit. It's been up and down. But, yeah, it's a long way to say. I think Dax Hill next year should be solid to pretty good. I don't think I'm running out to replace him. I think that would be a waste of the draft capital you spent, and it's wasting a cheap contract. Because I've seen people talk about, like, I'll just go and sign Antoine Winfield. Antoine Winfield's getting tagged, first of all. That's basically the T. Higgins thing, but Tampa. Uh, But, yeah, he's getting tagged. And second, you're going to go drop probably close to what Bates would have made, if not what he makes, to go bring in another safety when I don't think Dax Hill was so bad. I kind of want to go through the position groups, and I don't know. I wonder if – Oh, oh, I met both of us, but like kind of just like um, in my mind of just where I stand right now of like, do you need a starter, need depth, could use an upgrade, or I wouldn't really touch that. And for safety, I, I don't know if it's a hot take. I wouldn't really touch it. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. 
Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. I'm just letting those two roll. I agree with you. And there's more I want to say about the safety position. And I think you bring up a good point. And that's something that, you know, there's no playoffs for the Cincinnati Bengals. So we can kind of dive into when it comes to, do they need another position, uh, need another player here? What does that look like? What does the future look like in 2024? We will get to that and probably a little more on Thursday and and the following week uh, with a little preview of the playoffs. So plenty of time this off season to get to that. But I think that brings up a really good point, a thing to dive into when it comes to some of these players, but let's stick with the safety position right now. We'll stay with the side of the ball. Then I want to hit on offense and we'll kind of wrap up this episode before we get into Thursdays. But you, you bring up really good points about Dax Hill and you're going to have a great piece. It's not complete yet. You're taking your time, right? Yep. Taking it's, your time yeah. and it's going to be available. And I think Bengals fans should read it. If you feel a certain way about Dax Hill, look, I'm not here to tell you you're supposed to believe that this guy is going to be an all pro in 2024. You know, who knows what the future holds, but just stay calm, have patience. Um, You know, just like we've said before, when it comes to guys like, and I know it's a little bit different because Miles Murphy plays a different position and he's a rookie this year. And this is really Dax Hill's first real year as a starter, Um, but have patience with these guys. Um, they're still, you know, going out there learning this in, in the first year and, and kind of catching up with that. It is very different from being on the sidelines for Dax Hill to being out there in a starter role. Yes, you had guys like Jesse Bates and Von Bell, and they were huge leaders and veterans to have in your locker room. But it's different when you're the starter. And Mike's going to have a really good piece on that. But I want to stay with safety because it was really encouraging. I think if we were to go back on the draft when the Bengals in the third round picked um, Jordan Battle, we thought, I don't know how you thought about it. I thought, okay. I was a little surprised, not because yeah, I didn't. My, my reaction was, huh? Yeah, yeah. I was like, okay, well, you know, Lou, I trust Lou uh, when it comes to these secondary players. And Jordan Battle, you know, took advantage of opportunities. I'm sure there's some things that he can still, you know, learn in this offseason and going into 2024. But overall, was a really high-graded high rookie over on a PFF, too. Yeah, they loved him. Uh, and I think he was good. I think he was a good starting safety and that's hard to do. Uh, but yeah, he, he excelled at pretty much everything they asked of him. I think that his, his tackling was like a revelation because Nick Scott was not tackling very well. And Dax Hill has his ups and downs taking the angle, proper angles and tackling. And then, Jordan Battle gets in there and he's making the tackle almost every time there was, it was through like the first four starts. I think he didn't miss a tackle. I think he did miss a couple after that, but that's just how it goes. It was cool. I really liked how Jordan battle played his rookie season. And yeah, I, I just, those two guys, I feel like that's your two starting safeties for next year. I 95% confident that that's what they would roll with week one. Maybe and a little bit under that. I don't know. I think you bring up a good point. It's cheap. They're on on these rookie deals. Yeah. That would be absolutely huge when it comes to the safety position. Everybody knows about what happened with Jesse Bates. They franchise tagged him, franchise tagged him. Then he left and got a really good contract and good for Jesse Bates. And having and a he played really well in Atlanta. 
really well. And I'm happy for him. That is amazing. Rooted. I love Jesse Bates when he was here. Um, he he created so many huge opportunities in January. Um, I mean, there's so many things we could point out, but I'm not going to go back down memory lane because we've talked about it plenty of times. But you're saying right now, and again, we will go through different position groups this offseason. Safety position is one you wouldn't touch. The only thing I could see touching is letting Nick Scott go and bringing in a different third safety. Mm-hmm. I actually, whatever. I've been soft with Nick Scott. <laughs> you know, I feel like I, I've been warmer on him than a lot of people. I don't think it's terrible to have him as your third safety. Like, I don't think that's crazy different from when they had Ricardo Allen as the third safety. But I understand that people were kind of burned by it. And he gave up his fair share of explosive plays. So it is what it is if you move on. I just, I don't, he's an okay, he's a solid blitzer. And he does some stuff. He has starting experience. He has playoff experience. Some of that's like he's cheap too on his current deal. So that's why I'm, I'm fine with it. But I also feel like if somebody out there shows up and is possible to be your third safety, sure, like that, that's fine. But I don't think I would try to touch the starting group. And I'm sure people are screaming right now uh, that that third safety is actually Tyson Anderson. And my response to that is – once I see in a regular season game, I will be with you. But preseason, I, I don't fall for the preseason superheroes, which was bad that I didn't fall for Tanner Hudson. Andy's coming off an injury, and that's just yeah, going to be – that's going to be really tough. Um, and, you know, him and, and even DJ Ivy, obviously cornerback, but safety – or a special teams position player uh, his rookie year, and that those were both unfortunate – Injuries for them uh, kind of going forward. We don't have a whole lot of time in this podcast, so I'm going to stick with the defensive side of the ball. Sorry, producer Spencer. I will get to the offense on Thursday, but uh, another position group because there's plenty to talk about on the defensive side of the ball. It was definitely underwhelming this year. 